Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, so, um, have, have you, uh, have you ever heard of Bob Ross? <laughs> yes! Oh, we're going to love this episode so much. Oh, yes! I'm a happy little tree right now. Oh, you won't be for long. <laughs> Are we going to learn, like, the dark side of Bob Ross? Yeah, I'm going to be honest oh, with you. Oh, no. Last night while I was learning this, I was deeply disappointed. Oh, okay. It transformed everything I knew about good old Bob. I'm good, not going to lie. Good old Bob. You know how we refer to him when we grew up. Good old Bob. Good old Bob. You know. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty so, crazy story. Bob Ross isn't who we think he is, or am I disappointed because he didn't actually paint those paintings? Did he not actually paint those paintings? <laughs> <laughs> Did he, he like? There was it? a ghost painter. <laughs> <laughs> he had a he had a son who was significantly smaller son. than him. That his was son. that he put in his shirt in his hand would reach through his arms. Rob sleeve. Rob Boss, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, come here. They tested out the show. They did one season with Rob Boss, the real painter. You know what I think it was? I think it's actually a little rat that's hiding in his <laughs> afro. That's like pulling his hair. <laughs> it's called the Rossatouille. <laughs> you think he parent trapped him? Hey, uh, here's an inspirational serial painting quote to put on your wall. The Rossmeister. FYI, this whole thing could be made up. There are a few things better than the texture provided by a good nub. Things I learned last night. Okay, so uh, Bob's not who we think he is. I mean, sort of. There's, there's a lot of things that... I feel like we never knew about Bob that, like, now that we're going to know him might shatter our world a bit. And also, uh, uh, it's I don't know how else to describe it without giving it away. Listen, but we'll get to gonna, that eventually. It's going to come across as gossip because that's not who we are, Tim. Um, it might come across as Rossip. That's how this whole episode's gonna go. Great, love that. Anyways, so before we get into anything, it's important to understand that Bob's life is very mysterious. <laughs> In that, for some reason, we just don't know much about it. Okay. Like for some for reason, s- for someone as famous, for, s- for some reason, he just had a really good boundaries between his work and personal life. Exactly, and we it's weird. You don't exactly. get that with famous people very often. Usually, they're, they're like, "Look at everything I do all the time. I'm really cool." But Bob, like, really split it, and he was very like he intentionally hid a lot of things from his private life and his background from the public. So much so that the biography written about him at the end said, 
hey, just so you know, we're not sure if any of this is real. <laughs> <laughs> you just read this whole book. You're like, wow, I just feel like I really know who Bob Ross. Wait a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> FYI, this whole thing could be made up. We're we're not totally sure. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it, it, the, the book's called Bob Ross Speculative Facts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You can find the Amazon link to it at tillin.com forward slash Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he yeah he he took very few interviews, and in one interview they asked him why he only took a few interviews, and it was cause he said it's because I've only been offered a few interviews. <laughs> <laughs> like, why have you only done two interviews? Well, only two people have called. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, he did relatively prolific interviews. Like, he was on um, the Regis Philbin show. Like he was, he was on like bigger. Did he win a million dollars? Yeah, he did. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where he built his fortune. <laughs> um, but, um, but then later on in life, in another interview, yeah. somebody asked him why we don't know much about him, and it's and he said it's because I think that I shouldn't have to like share this much stuff about my personal life with you, and so he just didn't most of the time, which is interesting. Um. So I mean, you're, are you gonna give us dates of like when everything came out and stuff? Like when is his like when did his when was his the peak of his career? Oh, we'll get there. Okay, but I'm just wondering like it wasn't there was no I'm not wondering but I mean like there was just no social media there was no there was no social media but yeah, there's no like you still had like I mean his career was 80s and early 90s right and so I mean even in that time like. Everybody knew a lot of things about the stars, you know, like and everybody knew who Bob Ross was. He was big enough to where he could have been the type of guy that the paparazzi would have followed around. and You'd see stuff about in magazines, but he just you never really got a lot of info about him. You, nobody knows when he got married. They know when he got divorced, but, but they're like, we're not really sure when he got married. And that's that's how like like those those like down to those kind of details we just don't have about him. Yeah, like he's he his life is just so shrouded in mystery that there's so much I feel like we don't know about Bobby, <laughs> as we affectionately call him, <laughs> the Ross Meister, uh, <laughs> the Ross Nest Monster, if you will. <clears throat> <laughs> Bob Ross dress for less, you know, and it's like there's. <laughs> He had a lot of nicknames. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> peculiar. Okay, tell me about what we do know about his life, and then let's go through like the things that we might know. Okay, um, starting with his childhood, uh, his parents were divorced at a young age, and they then remarried, got divorced again, and then married each other again before Ross was in high school. What? <laughs> so, do you think he parent trapped him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He like, <laughs> he like had some elaborate plan to get them back together, and it worked two times. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we've been bamboozled. We've been bamboozled. <laughs> I think they probably would have said bamboo. Or wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Try, try, try to one-up my joke. I think, <laughs> I think they would have said bambobbled. Bambobbled. Well, bambobbled is how they, you know, how they handled the divorce. How we bambobbled that relationship. Oh, okay, you know? okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, 
But yeah, his dad was a carpenter. His uh, mom was like a, a waitress. Oh, this and sounds like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mary was a waitress. I don't know if waitresses were around yet. <laughs> that was a much later development. Well, you know. Diners didn't happen yet. <clears throat> You're right. Martha was the waitress. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bible joke. <laughs> that's good. That's a that's a pretty good Bible joke, Tim. <laughs> okay, um, but before he finished high school, he didn't finish high school. He just left and became an apprentice under his dad as a carpenter, um, which mm. panned out to be a really good decision because he chopped off part of his index finger, um, <laughs> which was perfect for a painting. <laughs> which you know? yeah, you don't need. Like there it's, is, it's, it's good because he wasn't a finger painter. There. <laughs> <laughs> There are a few things that give the texture of a. a, a, a sorry, <laughs> you're having a hard time. I know. Let's try this one again. There are a few things that give as good as. Oh gosh. <laughs> 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 oh, the joke's not even this, this funny. This is better than this the is joke. This is not even yeah. worth it. Yeah, I, think I was gonna say. This is better. There are a few things better than the texture provided by a good nub. You know, it's like, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was good. I appreciated it. It was a good quality joke. Um, so yeah, he lost part of his index finger, which you'll notice that um, he, the way he holds his easel, he was very intentional about covering up his index finger so no one could tell that he was missing part of his index finger because he didn't want people to know. Um, Anything those, about his yep, life, yep, <laughs> he's like, yep. He didn't want to have to explain that story to anybody. Yeah, I mean, like he's a pretty good painter for someone who can only <coughs> count to nine and three quarters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, here's something that's gonna blow your mind. Um, oh well, the expectation is high. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Bob Ross, mm-hmm. our beloved painter with an afro, who says things like "Happy little trees" mm-hmm. and "Happy accidents." Mm-hmm. He was a master sergeant in the Air Force. Served a 20-year career with the what? Air Force. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what I said. Um, he enlisted at the age of 18 in 1961. Um, okay. And he went... Uh, Wait, when was he born then? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go to his birth real quick. He was born in 1942 in Daytona Beach, Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, but, yeah, so 1961, he enlists in the Air Force. He died young then. We'll get to he it. He did die young. Um. But yeah, so enlisted in the Air Force, All good serves for a little while. Too soon. Oh my God! <laughs> 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 works a twenty, works the, the full like twenty full year 20 career. Years, yeah, um, was stationed for the majority of that in Alaska, um, which explains a lot of his affinity for snowy, mountainy, foresty landscapes. Yeah, um, you should see his Sarah Palin portraits. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever did a portrait. I never saw it on the show. I mean, not on the show. Do you think he did portraits? I don't think so. Did you watch the show? Uh, yes. Growing up, I watched. I mean, he a never did portraits the on the show. Yeah, he never did. But portraits do you on think that in his personal time? I don't know. I doubt it, given the style that he painted in. Um, it. Uh, I don't think it worked for portraits. We well, can get to that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So I believe that's. I, I want to. I want to. I want to Google Bob Ross portraits, and then it just come up with a bunch of failed, like really, <laughs> really ugly paintings. Portraits of Bob Ross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so he's like, I try to keep this hidden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but Ross, Ross didn't like his, um, his Air Force job Mm -hmm. because it was very against his personality because his rank, what he ended up being doing for the majority of his career, uh, this is a direct quote from him. Uh, he said it required him to be tough and mean, 
and he said, I was the guy who makes you scrub the latrine, the guy who makes you make your bed, the guy who screams at you for being late to work. He was like a drill sergeant. He, he was yelling at cadets all day long. Yeah. Bob Ross. <clears throat> yeah. And he's like yelling, screaming, and they're like, dude, your afro is just bouncing around. I can't take this seriously right now. <laughs> he didn't have an afro. <laughs> Obviously, Tim. <laughs> he's in the Air Force. Wasn't allowed to have an afro. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> But he decided while he was in the Air Force because he hated it so much. He's like, he's like, if I yeah. ever leave the Air Force. But he did a full 20 years, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, but he hated yelling at people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what did he just well, go finish that sentence? Like, while he was in the Air Force, he decided, if I ever leave the Air Force, I'm going to become a painter <laughs> no. for children. He decided if he ever left the Air Force, he's like, I will never scream again. He's like, never again. Is that again. a real quote? Yeah. He said, I will never, if I ever leave the Air Force, I will never scream again. And alas, he left the Air Force. I don't know if anybody's ever heard him scream, except for those people in the Air Force that he screamed at. Damn. You know, sometimes I just get really sad because I, I think I'll never get to hear Bob Ross scream. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was like. I really do. Do you think it like he like? Oh, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't want to think about it. It makes me kind of sad that I can't uh, can't hear him scream. <laughs> can't hear him scream. Just yell at me once, Bob. <clears throat> So while I was serving in the military, right. um, he started attending these painting classes. Okay. And he learned really quickly that he was just naturally gifted at painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had never painted before, except for like painting the stuff he carpented. Did. Do you know how far into his military career this was? No, I don't. Oh, some yeah. At some point during his military career. Um, there's a lot of things that we don't know exactly. Yeah. It's just like we know something happened at some point. Um, but we know he started attending a class, and we know he said that he didn't like that class. Because at that point in time, like modern abstract art was really popular, um, and he thought it was really dumb, and so he didn't. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> Have you ever been to an art museum? Yeah. And seen the modern art section? Yeah. Literally in the Chicago Art Institute, the Chicago Art Institute. Yes. There is literally a uh, a metal pole <clears throat> that is like a foot away from the wall, and at the top of that pole is a Pringles can. <laughs> attached to the wall. <laughs> What's the commentary? I think that that is a uh, a picture into um, just the difficulty and the struggle in life because no matter what, like you can push on the bottom of a Pringles can all you want, but you're never going to get the Pringles out. And so it's changing your perspective and realizing you can't push at the bottom. You have to go from the top. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes some, sometimes that's all life is. It's yeah. a change of perspective. It's a change of your angle. Um you go at it differently, you get the Pringle. Hmm. Yeah, that's some really deep thought, Tim. <laughs> that's good stuff. I don't. Uh, I don't get it. I. I. There was one also in the Chicago Art, Art Institute. No, no, no. This one's in Dallas. Yeah. Um, that is like a corner with it's just this giant, uh, like pile of candy. <laughs> and the th- and the, the plaque next to it says, uh, please take a piece of candy. This symbolizes my husband's slow death from diabetes. <laughs> so when you take a piece, a piece of candy, it's slowly <laughs> taking away this. <laughs> what? That's really sad. Yeah. Can you imagine um, like a kid <laughs> eating that candy and then the parent reading the plaque and being like, well, my kid just contributed to this person's death. Yeah, they're like, hey, son, don't eat that. Hey, son, hey, don't um, eat that. Don't eat that. You're going to have diabetes now. Yeah. They had to tell him that the rest of the trip and through the museum, he just kept trying to eat 
everything exhibit. <laughs> he just kept going. Up. He's like, is this is candy it, too? Is this good? Is, it, is this a sim- is this symbolizing something? Like, no. Whose death is this? <laughs> Whose death is this? I want to eat it. Oh my gosh! Also on Pringles, real quick side. Okay. okay. Um, because high schoolers keep following me on social media. Okay. Because of the events that do I do. high schoolers only eat Pringles? No, 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 no. But listen, uh, so a bunch of them follow me on social media, and my favorite pastime, uh, current time, my favorite time is, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is like to to literally go through some of my followers. And I, if you follow me on Instagram, I've read your bio, okay? Mm-hmm. And I look because they do the stupid emojis with the, like, yeah, the unlock so or the lock, and they're like they have a little date on yep. there, okay? But too many of them, if they're single, they have single like a print. Pringle, oh, because it rhymes, but it doesn't make a lick of sense, okay? Because yeah, Pringles, Pringles are literally they, designed to stack and spoon each other in a way that there's like single like a Pringle. What are you? Are you buying a can of Pringles and there's one in there and you're like, ah, this is me. This is my life. <laughs> so I'm single like a Pringle. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> no, quit. If that's in your bio right now. Go delete it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, in next week's episode, I'm literally gonna like, call people out. I'll be like, at this person. Sorry, that's just like that's something's like just really I'm passionate it's about. Just been on your heart lately. It's been, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit's been stirring in journal. me too. <laughs> it's been something that's just coming up in my prayer life lately. <laughs> and um, oh, man, you know. <sighs> anyway, sorry, I'm just really passionate about it. Continue. We can, we can talk about Bob Ross now. Anyway, so Bob, he started attending that class. Yeah. And it was going, it, it went well. He learned some things, and but then he stopped going to class and just kind of painting in his free time. Um, he then, he was still working in the military, but he needed some more extra bucks. So here's another, here's another. <laughs> he just needed some more extra bucks. <laughs> some more extra bucks. Everybody else around him, he lived in Alaska. Yeah, they were like, we have all the bucks. They, and yeah. He was like, I Every, need. All he had was doughs. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> I'm so tired of all this dough. <laughs> I need some bucks. He's like, hey, man, what are you getting all your bucks? <laughs> hey, man, uh, why don't you go say some bucks for me? Did you, you guys see one? Will you, like, will you like, call me? Uh, I'm sorry. He was actually yelling that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he used to yell. That's, that used to be all he did was yell, because he couldn't. He couldn't. I stop. need to find some bucks. <laughs> Save me a buck. <laughs> Save me one. That's my buck. And then they all ran away, and no one got bucks. That was his. That was his tactic. He was like, if I can't have bucks, no one can. <laughs> I just need a few more extra bucks, and then I'll catch up with the the other people in the air force. And then Sarah Palin will look at me. <laughs> Sit pale and will notice all my portraits of her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sarah Palin was around yet. How old is Sarah Palin? I mean, older than. Well, I mean, like, no, she wasn't around probably when he was. In, well, she was probably around, but she was. You know, he sh- should not have been painting portraits of her at that time. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I don't know how old she is. She would have been like thirteen at that time. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely. Bob. Bob, why were you painting portraits of Sarah Palin <laughs> when she was 13? How did you no, know about no, no, no. her? Her mom's name is also Sarah Palin. Uh, it was, Mrs. Palin was... Really? What did she do? 
Uh, well, she was a part-time lumberjack. She was one of those girls, like, <laughs> she looked like she played water polo. You know, like, they oh, are, you, you seen, I didn't know. have you seen the girls that I play water polo? No. Oh, man. I'm not, I'm not okay, listen, if you're a girl and you play water polo, I'm not making fun of you. But, like, almost all of them are. <laughs> like, if this is you. But, are, like, super jacked. Like, they're, yeah. like, their arms are huge. I mean, you gotta be for that like, game. Like, it's scary. Wait, is that game popular in Alaska? No, I was comparing her to. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because well, she's a lumberjack. Like she was, like you know. Is Sarah Palin even from Alaska? I don't. I mean, I assume so. Mm, let's find out. No. Oh, she's from Idaho. Oh. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Um... Maybe it's a different Palin family. Hey, uh, here's an inspirational Sarah Palin quote to put on your wall. Oh, gosh. (laughs) To put on my wall. (laughs) So specific. (laughs) Here's an inspirational Sarah Palin quote to tattoo on your arm. It's like like when you go to your, when you, remember. Is this the quote? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This one's for you, ladies. It's like when you're, uh, 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 Sarah Palin. (laughs) No, this is this is for the ladies who like want to put something like in their entryway where you open up your door. That's the first thing you see. It's in like interesting in that you would bring this up, okay? Man, because that's listen, not Tim's fiance. Tim's fiance. She doesn't do anything close to that. She <laughs> has decorated his apartment, and it yes, is and it's um, tasteful, and it oh looks good. It's gosh. nothing like that. I don't know if I would say tasteful. It okay. is. I mean, it's not. It's not tacky. It looks um, great, but it is. It is definitely not. Twenty-three-year-old uh, man who lives by himself. Okay, <laughs> and that's kind of like where I'm like, buddy. That's relatively fair. All right, you can't you can't sit on a chair and play Madden in your underwear when you have a you know, the word kitchen in Honey Script on your wall. Okay, <laughs> it's like, not on I'm my just, wall. It's it, there. There's a a piece of wood or something. I don't know what it is. It's like a it's like a picture. It's not like she tattooed my wall. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the girl oh, who's like tattooed the, the wall. They don't tattoo the. It's, it's like, like it's, it says artist. as for me in my house. We no one the comes Lord. in with a needle and tattoos <laughs> the drywall in your living. It, it's true because tat- <laughs> walls are tender. They they scream the whole time. <laughs> They'll scream more than Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm telling you, she screamed more than Bob Ross in the military. <laughs> she was so. She was so darn mad. <laughs> she was so darn mad. That's a new phrase. I'm going to say that all the it's time. It's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, what's the Sarah Palin quote? Uh, the Sarah Palin quote says, I love those hockey moms. <laughs> this is so good already. Yes, go ahead. You know what they say the difference between a hockey mom and a pit ball is? What? Lipstick. Oh, my God. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sarah Palin's commercials. Maybe it wasn't Sarah Palin. No, it was a woman who ran for Senate in Missouri. But uh, I want to find this commercial because she literally had a bear in her commercial. <laughs> nice. That was like, I mean, like it was a bear in the river that was like, and it's yeah. like just like a mama bear protects her cubs, I will protect and fight for Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm not even kidding. Like Heck that yeah. was her, but it was she was like endorsed by Sarah Palin. So it was like Sarah Palin being like just like a mama bear protects her cubs. You know <laughs> whatever her name was, she lost. By the way, like, of course, by a lot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
she, yeah, she was, yeah, it was like, she'll protect Missouri. And I was wow. like, who, who at home is seeing that and going, yeah, that's what I need in Congress. That's what I want <laughs> representing me. I need a mama bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And I, you know what? Anybody who wants to liken themselves to a mama bear reminds me of, um, oh, no. Teddy Roosevelt? Yep. Um, <laughs> speak softly. And compare yourself to a bear. Uh, that's his favorite quote. <laughs> um, no, I'm so mad because my brain just went blank. And I'm a huge Office fan, so I apologize to people listening to this. Um, I apologize to you. No, the woman who owns Saber. The woman who owns Saber. Um, oh, yeah. I hate her, her with name? the dogs. Yes. Daggummit. She would. Phyllis? Speaking of The Office, though, I think I can say this, and I... Uh, speaking of The Office, though... No, you just uh, said that. <laughs> well, I'm going to edit this out. Okay. I'm going to edit this part, and then, like... Speaking of The Office, though... <laughs> you just uh, said that. <laughs> stop. <laughs> speaking of The Office, though... January 21st, uh, I will be in St. Louis with Creed Bratton. Um, and so more details of that will be on my website. But uh, January 21st with Creed Bratton in St. Who, Louis. Who's that? You're the worst. <laughs> but we'll be in St. Louis. And, I reason I, and the reason that I remember that, well, first of all, we're talking about The Office, but also the, when I did the show with Creed uh, in St. Louis a few years ago, I did a few shows with them before. Um, but the show we did in St. Louis in 2015, Phyllis showed up because she lives in St. Louis. Oh, interesting. And she just showed up and like tried to come in as a normal person. Like she was buying a ticket. And we were like, you're Phyllis. Right? <laughs> so like, her and her husband came in and they like sat up on the stage and it was, yeah. it, oh, and her reunion with Creed, it was beautiful. Was and it? They just, yeah, they cried and laughed no at way. each other and it was, it was beautiful. That's cute. Don't patronize me with that look right now. I'm not patronizing you. I think that's really special. No way. Oh, my goodness. I wow. It was not even that tone. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You can go back and listen to this after and realize that that was genuine support and feel bad for this moment. Well. But, yeah, January 21st. So, anyway, all of that rant. To say. All of to that say. to say that Bob Ross needed some more money, <laughs> so he got a job as a bartender. <laughs> All of that from Bob Ross needs more bucks. Oh, my god. All that gosh. to say, yeah, Bob became a bartender. To get more bucks. To get some more bucks. Everybody said, he's like, where do you guys get those? He's like, bartending. Bartending, obviously. <laughs> he's like, oh, i got to give that a try. Yeah, so he started, so he bar- started bartending. Yeah, can you imagine Bob Ross making some cocktails? <laughs> you guys, uh, you just want this jack on some happy little rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. He he was still in the military though, so it would have been more like a. Hey, you guys want this jack? Want some happy little rocks? <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. You guys want this jack on Bob Rocks? <laughs> that's it. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's where it came from. But in this time. Uh, he he was focusing more on the bartending. He was making more money doing that than he was in the military. Um, was thinking about phasing out, and then he stumbled upon a TV show on PBS, hosted by a man named Bill Alexander, who was a painter. Um, and we're gonna get more in 
to their relationship in a minute um, because it's very interesting. Honestly, it is, and this is going to mean nothing for you, to you because you're the worst person I know. But their relationship, <laughs> relationship is a modern Obi Wan and Anakin relationship. Oh yeah, and it is incredible. I have never seen Star Wars. I know you're the worst, but no, seriously, it's like if Obi Wan and Anakin. Instead of being Jedi's, they were painters. Then that is the relationship between do, Bob Ross and Bill Alexander. Do Obi Wan and Anakin hate each other or do they like each other? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So it's um, liking it to something else that I'll know. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel included. <laughs> no, I chose that one, so you win it. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for, for the very reason. Outing me and every other. <laughs> person who's never seen Star Wars. Yeah, well, if you don't listen to Star Wars, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. No one listens to this podcast <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bill Alexander... You say if you don't listen to Star Wars, you shouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> just say that. You're right, I should say that. Uh, listen, right now, I want you to go get the Star Wars on DVD, uh, sit in a dark room, and then cover your TV with a blanket so you can't see it, and just listen. Just Actually, take it in. They have a uh, they have Star Wars on cassette. It's the full movie just on a cassette tape. <laughs> no, you that, you're thinking of VHS. No. I know they look the same. I know they look the same. You can get them both at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but Bill Alexander did this uh, at the time, relatively oh, rare. Billy. Oh, Billy Alex. Yeah, um, he did what at the time was a very rare art form, which was wet on wet oil canvas painting. Uh, he did this on canvas, and what he did was landscape painting, and do the form he took allowed him to put a lot of different layers over things and stretch things out because it, everything was wet. Um, so it worked really good for um, for for landscapes and that art style. Okay. Um, remember when I used to try to make wet a thing? <laughs> did you bring this up just so you could like? <laughs> I actually literally just thought of uh, that. Okay, yeah, I do. When you were like, uh, you wanted, if it was super cool, we're going to call it, it wet. It was the perfect word yeah. for describing if something was cool. Listen to this. This is important. <laughs> wet was great because there's no other word for describing how cool something is or not cool that has a scale. You you either say that's cool or that's lame or that's, or that's dumb, but there's not a word that you can scale. Wet, you can scale. So if something's pretty cool, you can say it's wet. If something's not cool, you can say it's dry. If something's really cool, you can say it's drenched or soaked. Like, it is such a vibrant way to, to describe how cool something is. Sure. It just makes so much more sense. And you think that we didn't do that with heat? What do you mean? Oh, man, that song is hot. Yeah, but cool oh, also lit. means cool. Means wow. cool. Oof. Cool means the same thing. Her if you attitude, say, oh, that song's so cool. Her attitude is ice cold. Oof. No, but you want to you want to listen to this. I'm just hey, saying. No, hold on, hold on, hold no on. Other, let me hold on. No sh- other sh- thing with the scale. Sh- no sh- other, sh- shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Is that the Sarah Palin quote? Right Are now. you throwing the Sarah Palin quote <laughs> in my face right now? <laughs> no, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm gonna prove you wrong oh, with gosh. one song oh. that we probably should credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gonna so, play so it? So you're saying hot? No, I'm gonna sing it. You're oh, saying hot. You're saying hot and cold is a scale we have. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you. Hey, fellas, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. See? <laughs> yeah. You um, just got proven wrong, dude. I didn't get proven wrong. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think at all. <laughs> I mean, you're over here being like, yeah, dude, we should make wet a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you're the one that's dumb, Jer. <laughs> it makes mo- so much sense. It, you were so about to say cooler. most sense. It makes, it makes the most sense. Yes, it makes the wettest sense. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, man. Oof. Listen, that whole argument is desert dry. That is not. <laughs> it is. Bone dry. <laughs> so Bob sought Parched. out. <laughs> Parched, if you will. Parched. That's a good one. See, it's 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 a scale. It's so just vibrant. It's usable. Yeah. Usable. Start using it. Make Would it a thing. Start using it? Yeah. It, I mean, if all of our listeners start saying it, it'll catch on. Yeah. Catch on faster than fetch. Yeah. I mean, like, I think five people can make a difference in the world. <laughs> There, there's more than five of you, by the way. <laughs> we we've seen the statistics. It's at least seven. <laughs> um, yeah. So Bob sought out Bill Alexander, and he actually studied underneath him. Like yeah. he liked his PBS show that much. He's like, I need to find this guy. Right. And so he did, and he studied under him in person. Um, and so he started learning this method that Bill used. Um, and then he quickly found out. He's like, Hey, I can make more money selling paintings than I can in the military. So he started selling paintings. Um, where just, where are these people making moves? okay because it's Alaska. definitely not at like the local coffee shop with the painting <laughs> on the wall have you ever seen those and you look yeah. at the price tag and it's like three hundred dollars there mm-hmm. are some well I can't talk about about those uh, there are some in our building that where we record this podcast that are literally it's literally a one color canvas like they colored it green and they put some cow spots on it and it says the word cow. And that painting cost two hundred fifty dollars. Let's wait. Let's be honest, though. Bob thought that was stupid. He said that, and like, he had that class. He thought it was dumb. But if you had, he thought what was dumb? How much money the people made from paintings? No, the abstract style paintings. Oh, 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 oh! Got you, got you, got you. If you walked into a Starbucks and they were selling Bob Ross paintings on the wall, like you would expect those to be really expensive. You'd be like, oh, you'd read the sign and say, Bob Ross painted these. You'd be like, oh, right, these. But because Bob Ross painted it. Yeah, but, I mean, okay, if before but, Bob okay, Ross had a name. Let, okay, but let's think about this, though. Now that Bob Ross has a name, okay? Yeah, you can let's say, let's Okay, let's say that we find a painting he made when he was five years old, and it's literally just you two He wasn't a painter yet. <laughs> <sighs> as far as we know. Far, we don't know about his personal life. He could have been... He could have been under a fake name for the first. He could have been literally Da Vinci. So <laughs> and then he emerges Bob Ross because he was like, oh, I can't keep up with this fame. And these, uh, <laughs> these portraits are too good. Uh, I'm never going to paint a portrait or yell again. <laughs> so, um, no, so uh, what was I just saying, Tim? Gosh dang it. Oh, but I'm saying like if you if there was a painting from before when he you know was famous, yes, you found one that wasn't a landscape. It was like one of the ones he painted when it was literally just he painted a canvas one color. Would you pay three hundred dollars for that now because Bob Ross painted it? No, and Bob Ross wouldn't either. Bob Ross would think that was dumb, but Bob Ross's landscapes before he had a name, people saw those and they were like, "Wow, that's a really good painting of a landscape. I want it," and. And I think that was before you could walk into a Starbucks at all. (laughs) (laughs) I walked right into that joke. 
like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so he started selling those paintings, was making decent money and doing that. And then he was like, wait. He started doing painting classes and making even more than he was selling his paintings. Right. So he stopped selling his paintings, just doing classes. His plantings, yeah. His plantings. Um, <laughs> and then while he was doing that, he had a little bit of success, nothing huge. But he met this woman who is unnamed, um, who's who was like, hey, I really like who you are. I like your demeanor. I like the way you teach. I like this painting style. I think we can make a fortune together. And so... She she got her husband to pull in some money, and they went and they started like this business with Bob Ross doing painting lessons, and it sucked. Um, <laughs> and they were after the first year, they were twenty thousand dollars in the hole. Nice. And so Bob realized <laughs> this is a very interesting tidbit of information. Bob realized he needed to cut a some corners. Tim a Tim bit. <clears throat> this is an interesting Tim bit of information. Um, he he had made, to cut some corners. He had to cut some corners. And so what he realized... He started selling paintings with no corners on them? Yeah. And it was very... People, people lost their like, minds. This is new. They're like, I've never seen a cornerless wow. painting. How'd you do this? Wow. Look <laughs> at that landscape. Where are the corners? <laughs> <laughs> There's no corners on this painting. How did they do it? Uh, I would pay so much money for a Bob Ross no corners painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy because just a couple weeks ago, Bob was asking us where we got all the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're throwing all our bugs at him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let me cut it up for you. Oh, <laughs> this is bad. Okay, so he started cutting some corners. <laughs> yeah. And no joke, Bob was like, he still had his military haircut. And Bob was like, man, I have to go in and get this trimmed every week. I'm getting a haircut every week to trim my military cut. Um, he's not in the military anymore. He doesn't need it. And so what he decided to do to save some money, he permed his hair <laughs> and grew out the afro because he was like, I would never have to cut it. Um. <laughs> And he so his af his look his trademark yeah. is because he's stingy yeah and it's because he, he was Dave Ramsey his life <laughs> yeah and he honestly like later in his career he came out and he's like he's like I think the afro's dumb <laughs> but he just kept it because people liked it so much he was he's like he's like never was never fully comfortable in that hairstyle because um, it just didn't fit his personality really but it did on the show. Um, and yeah. so, so it was this thing that he just kept because people liked it and they thought it fit him well. Um, hey, also, uh, if we can get this to the Snapchat people, I just want a filter now. That is like when you when you swipe over, it's Bob Ross's beard and fro, that would be and then incredible. at the bottom it says like a Ross. Can That'd we make awesome. that happen, please? That'd Thank be you. Awesome. That'd be awesome. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so he was doing that that for a little bit. wasn't super successful doing it. Um, and then somewhere along the line, this is part of his story that's a little shady that people don't really know. Somehow he met an executive from PBS. Um, there's a okay. lot of theories about how he met this executive. 
Um, one of them is that woman that he worked with filmed him a ta- uh, lesson that he lesson, did yeah. and sent it to them. Well, one of them is that um, somehow one of the executives stumbled upon that lesson and went to a lesson. One of them is that Bill, the one who had a show on PBS already, introduced him to him. Um, but nobody knows for sure. Somehow he met a PBS executive and they were like, we want to turn this into a show. Okay. And so <clears throat> they did. And that's when um, The Joy of Painting was created. That was his TV show. And it was born <clears throat> in 1983. Um, and it was, uh, it ran until 1994 and was incredibly popular. If you haven't seen the show, um, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it shaped me as a child. That's why I have an afro. Um, <laughs> but listen to this this is interesting yeah somehow oh wait i want to describe the show to people if they haven't seen it oh yes the show was bob ross was literally standing in front of an easel and in a half an hour he would paint a masterpiece that's and true yeah he would paint a masterpiece in a half an hour and he'd walk you through the process and i kid you not i tried that my parents got me supplies when i was a kid and i tried that once and it came out looking pretty good um and if you follow along like it it's pretty decent um uh, it's not my best work, but it is because it's my only work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Tim becomes a famous painter in his 60s, people will go back and be like, where are those paintings from his childhood? We would pay big money for those. <laughs> <clears throat> is this an original uh, Tib Stone? Oh, gosh. I hate that. I mean, that's got to be your artist's name. Don't shy away from it. No. Hey, you got to keep your artist's life and your personal life separate. <clears throat> Let your fans know who you are, Tib. <laughs> Anyways, but Bob's Bob's thing you heard him say a lot was we googled Tib oh for his paintings. Gosh. We couldn't find much. We did find this guy named Tim Stone who looks a lot like him, but he doesn't have an afro, <laughs> so we don't think it's the same. Tib, not Ugh. much known about Tib's personal life. <laughs> it's kind of shady. It, yeah, he kept it very uh, private. Anyways, um, the thing about uh, what are you giggling about? <laughs> I can feel your frustration. <laughs> Um, so the show, like you would hear him all the time say, "There's no mistakes. There's just happy accidents." Yeah. And because every painting he did was there was no plan. Like he always talked about, it. he's like, he's like, you just show up to the blank canvas, and you picture something in your mind, you just paint it. And it was like this free flowing idea, which was a really cool thing about Bob Ross. Is you're like, he didn't plan this out. He didn't think through it. He just walked up to the show and just painted something and told you how to do it while he did it. Well, that's a lie. Um. <laughs> Oh, really? It's a lie. He painted three paintings for every episode. He painted one before the filming, and that would stand off camera, and he would use that as a template. And oh. then he painted the one live, and then afterwards he would paint one. Um, just like it. Just like it for photographs and stuff. And because he would put, uh, they would take photographs of him painting it and the process of painting it at different stages of it, and he would put that in his books. He wrote, He made like how to painting books. Also, oh. and he would put those in his books. So for every painting he made, he made three of them on the show. Uh, and it was not the free-flowing, free-spirited thing that we saw in the TV show. That was a lie. The lie detector test discovered that was a lie. We snoped it. <laughs> <laughs> Snope. <clears throat> but here's the crazy thing. Bob Ross built a $15 million company from his Bob Ross comp- from like that show but the crazy thing is he never sold a painting 
never like once he started the show he never once sold a painting and he never made money off the show he did the show for free what and he built a 15 million dollar company out of it what yeah isn't that mind-blowing he donated every single painting he he either donated them to pbs or donated them to different charities he didn't sell a single one once the show started so after so was he just making money off those books then yeah so the money came from the books that he made and he started a line of paint supplies, and that's where his money came from. Um, and he would promote that at the end of every show. He'd be like, you can watch the book. You can get the book for more info on how to do this, and check out our website to order some supplies. Um, we're like, what's a website? Yeah, people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Send me mail on the Pony Express. <laughs> Send me one of them books. <laughs> Send me one of them, their books. But yeah, he sold... Uh, uh, that's he made fifteen million dollars, but he never made money from TV, and he never made money. Off did the they? Did they do you know if they offered him money from the show? I don't know. I I would. Uh, there's no info on that, but I would be interested to find out because I mean it is PBS, and so PBS doesn't have a high budget, right? Um, so I don't know if they did or not, but I mean if he said he wasn't gonna take one, they were probably like, oh yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> do what you want to do, um. Whatever you want, but everything on the show was carefully planned. So the set, Bob Bob designed the set to be the way he wanted it because he wanted all the focus to be on the painting. So was, I mean, if you ever seen the show, it's a black background. Yeah, um, there's I was nothing say, wow, else there. Wow, he put there. a lot of work into it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else there but him and the easel, um, because he was he's like I don't want anything to Is take any easel. Yeah, interesting. Okay, <laughs> he didn't want anything to take the attention. Easel, of- e- easel, easel, easel. We're not saying the same word. Yes, uh, we are. Oh, gosh. I'm going to spell a word, and I want you to say it for me. <laughs> H-Y-U-N-D-A-I. Hyundai. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and, and so it was set up so that all the focus would be on the painting, and he could like teach the painting. He also, every before every episode, he lightly sanded his palette, so that way it wouldn't reflect the lights at all. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, he And they said that he would literally spend an hour or two before each episode planning what he was going to wear because he wanted to pick out something that would be timeless so that way you could watch it in any decade and it wouldn't feel dated. Um, and so he put a lot of effort and work into like very minute details on the show. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to me. I think that's kind of cool. Um, another interesting fact about Bob Ross is he's got a really weird, really crazy obsession with squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know about a lot about his personal life, but boy golly, do we know about his obsession with squirrels. He why? really likes squirrels. I don't know. I Not just, why does he like squirrels, but like why do you know that he likes squirrels? Okay, well, first of all, first of all, if you've watched the show, you probably heard him a lot talk about squirrels. He, he'll paint a tree and be like, he's like, maybe there's some little squirrels who live in this yes, tree. Yes, yes. And maybe they, they scurry up and down it and grab their nuts. And like he talks about like all these squirrels all the time, but then in his personal life, one of the few things we know about his personal life is that something that he did in his free time is he liked to go out back and he had um, a camcorder. For those of you who don't know what a camcorder is, before cameras were on their phones, you had there was a difference between a camera and a camcorder. A camera took pictures, a camcorder took videos, and they were large. Um, and so he would go out in his backyard with his camcorder. 
and he would film squirrels. He was like, hey, PBS, I'm going to do this show for free. Just give me one of those cameras so I can film the squirrels in my backyard. Yeah, he just filmed squirrels playing around in his backyard all the time. He loved doing it. And he and he actually, like, it's documented that he took squirrels in that were injured into his home and nursed them back to health because he just loved the squirrel I feel population. Like, I feel like when he has guests over, he shows them these home videos. He's like, like, hey, guys, want to see this video of my squirrels? No, he doesn't even say squirrels, though. He's like, hey, you guys want to see my kids? <laughs> and he's like... He's kind of he's the person that if he had an Instagram account now he'd be like squirrel mom. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and this one is Maxwell. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I'm so happy. You know, he was kind of injured last year, but he's just made a full recovery. Yeah. Now he's he's just scurrying like he's never scurried before. How's that right leg look? No wobble at all anymore. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Maxwell. Yeah. So I don't know where that came from or why he has it. I just know he has that obsession with squirrels. That's very weird. Is beyond a healthy <laughs> level. It was of like not a, not a normal thing for sure. Yeah, but uh, wow. so um, the show ran until 1994 and it ended. Um, it was not planned, but he was diagnosed with lymphoma. Yeah, and so they had to cancel the show so he could fight it, and he lost. And uh, the show was still popular on PBS for years after that. Um, and so if you were if you were a child in the 80s or the 90s, you grew up watching a lot of Bob Ross. Yeah. Um. He had this weird resurgence on the internet within, in like the last five years. Yeah. Um, pop culture started referencing him a lot. He started being a lot of like referenced in a lot of TV shows and movies. Um, there was a lot of Bob Ross branded items that were starting to sell t shirts, mugs, painting supplies, stuff like that were starting to sell a lot. HGTV put out a commercial for paint, like home paints, and they referenced Bob Ross along with Da Vinci, Warhol. Michelangelo, Van Gogh, like they included Bob Ross in that list, which really? is really interesting. Um, Twitch, it, do you know what Twitch is? Yeah. Twitch did a, mar- whenever they launched, their first thing that they streamed was a marathon of Bob Ross's series, the whole thing. Uh, they did it for like a, a few days, just everything Bob Ross ever did um, on his birthday. And it was so popular that they do it every year now. October 29th, they do a marathon of all of Bob Ross's what? episodes yeah on twitch um and then his show was added to netflix in 2016 so he had this really big resurgence oh also he has this board game that target made called the art of chill um <laughs> which looks pretty fun the the game comes with like 16 of his different paintings and each of them are like you they have like a deck of cards um and like a dice and the dice gets to tell you how many like moves you get to take i think they call them strokes in the game though um, mm-hmm. And then you you draw you have to draw you have to put together all the right like brushes and stuff to paint the painting and you have to put together all the right colors to make the painting um, and then you have to paint the painting and so that's moving around the board and so as hmm. the first one to finish the painting wins uh, it's a pretty interesting game I love the name the art of chill um, <laughs> <laughs> the art of chill, art of chill. Um, but yeah and so so you had this really interesting resurgence as of late which is exciting about bob ross for sure yeah but uh now this is the part of the podcast that i'm actually excited about oh no the relationship between bob and bill okay (laughs) bob ross and bill alexander so as we know from earlier in the episode they're like obi they're obi and anakin Mm -hmm. um yeah so bill bob found bill from his pbs show which ran from uh (laughs) coincidentally his show ran from. Let me find it real quick so I get the dates right. Here's the thing: I've never heard of Bill Alexander. You're right. Oh, <laughs> he's probably angry. He, um, 
his show, The Magic of Oil Painting, ran from 1974 to 1982, the year before Bob Ross's started on huh. PBS. Huh. But Bob found his show. Bob found uh, Bill's show, and he sought him out, mm-hmm. and Bill taught him everything he knew. Bill claims he invented wet-on-wet oil painting. That's not true. It's been around since the 15th century, but he <laughs> claims he invented it. <laughs> um no one else has done this. <laughs> Nobody else has done that. So they were friends for a while. They learned. He taught him everything he knew. Um, they painted together a lot. And then Bob started doing his teaching thing. Bill kept doing his show. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill was relatively successful. Not nothing like Bob, but relatively successful. He had the show for almost ten years, um, and so it, it left on it. Um, a little bit about Bill's life. Uh, his he was bo- he was born in um in prussia in 1915 and so his family fled prussia uh during world war one and they fled to berlin and then come world war ii bill was enlisted uh by the german military where he served and fought in the war for the germans for a little bit and then he was captured by the allies um and became a pow for the ally on like the ally side uh and they ended up really liking him because he would paint portraits of all of the soldiers who captured him, and they liked the portraits he painted. <laughs> and so, so if you ever get captured, <laughs> paint some portraits, and you better hope you're good you at it. You better hope you're dang good. <laughs> Can you imagine like like being a prisoner and being like, uh, "Can I have some more food?" And they're like, "No, you're a prisoner." He's like, "I'll paint a, I'll paint a, I'll paint a portrait." And they're like, "This better be a dang good portrait." <laughs> I'll paint a picture of you. <laughs> I'll paint a picture of you. I'll do whatever you want. What if, uh, what if I, uh, will you give me some more food if I take a picture of you? I invented this new kind of painting. It's called, no, wet, on, it's called wet on Wet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's been around since the 1500s. I invented it. <laughs> it was my idea, and trust me, it's going to look great. <laughs> great. I'll even sand down the paper so it doesn't look that bad in the light. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so then after the war, he became a refugee. And he kind of bounced around for a bit and landed in the States where he became a professional painter mm-hmm. and then ended up in 1974. He got his TV show with PBS. Right. Um, and he started doing these paintings uh, for about 10 years before Bob. Um, and this show is a carbon copy of Bob Ross's show. So much so that like, uh, like the set, the layout of everything, the way the yeah. show flows, um, the way the guy even talks, like is like, the, the banter. Just yeah, Bob it's Ross. Bob Ross. It's, it's Bob Ross if he was Russian, <laughs> slash a little bit German because he. But people to like Bob Ross better. Yeah, Bob Ross. Yeah, and so so Bill claims that Bob Ross stole everything from him, and uh, he hates Bob for it now. And so he was like, he's like, Bob took what I created. And he took all the credit for it. Oh, I've seen this guy. Yeah, watch this. Listen to this. This is something that's going to change your life. So his show, his show was on for ten. Like it started a year before, or it ended a year before Bob's show. Listen, listen to this quote. Listen to listen to Bill while he's paint, he's painting a scene called Wildflowers. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. And on the other side is other happy little birch tree. Standing up like this. You know, birch trees just dead. Did you hear that? Did you catch that? Give me a little more before it. Okay. Let's see if you catch okay. this. Let's see. Next step is I will put some happy birch trees on there. 
Others in crimson. Maybe he'll forwise one happy little birch tree. Ooh, Bob Ross is a thief. He stole it. He stole. He came in. He here's what here's what happened. And this this is just my analysis of what I think American culture did though with this because this was a time when many Americans just didn't like Russia. Mm, that's fair. And I maybe and that's the connection I'm trying to draw. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe that's why this guy showed it. Also, this guy just doesn't have like this guy. Here's why Bill Alexander didn't take off, and, okay. and Bob did. Is that Bill Alexander looks like the guy who sells raw meat at the corner <laughs> store? Okay, <laughs> this guy. Google him right now and look him up. This guy looks like the guy who chases you away from his store because you hung out on the front corner for just a second too long. You were tying your shoe and this guy runs out and goes, no, no hoodlums out front of my store. And you're like, I was tying my shoe and he's like, do it somewhere else. That's what this guy looks like. Okay. And that's why they know we liked him. That's accurate. That is really accurate. But look at this. Look at the set of the show. Like, look at that. No, I know. I've and got then, pictures pulled up over here. It's, yeah. It's, like, it's the it, same it's thing. It's exactly the same. It's crazy. Like, even the easel that he used is yeah, the, the easel. same easel. The easel he used, yeah. It is. It's incredible. Like, it's the same show. But you throw an afro on him, make him lose 50 pounds, turn him <laughs> into a hippie, giving him an American accent. And people lost their minds for exactly what he did. So that's why I say that's why I say it's the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin because he started out really great, taught him everything he knew, and then he turned on him. Um, and even though Bill tried to throw him into some hot lava, he had some people turn his body into a robot <laughs> and built an empire. <laughs> I mean. <clears throat> That lava part is, is that, that's not that doesn't translate over very well, but the rest of it does. I, mean, I bet in Alaska he threw him into some snow once, <laughs> <laughs> but snow doesn't have nearly the same effect on the human body as hot lava. Bill tried to punch Bob a few times, but then the whiskers on Bob's face. Bill tried to punch Bob, and the rat that has been controlling <laughs> Bob Ross jumped down and bit Bill. And that's why Bill looks like the penguin from Batman. <laughs> They're the same person. That is gold. I love that. I love that a lot. I mean, Bill lived longer, so he got the last laugh, you know? Yeah. He got the the last. He got to watch Squirrels longer than Bob. <laughs> got to watch. Yeah, he did. He lived, what, two more years? <laughs> yeah, he lived two more years. Yeah, he lived two more years. <laughs> two more years of camcordering Cam <laughs> squirrels. squirrels. Bob had Bob had squirrels on his show sometimes. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. That's There's episodes real. of him where he's hanging out with some squirrels, like before, like in the intro, <laughs> like they do the intro, and he's like, he's like, hey, I'm Bob Ross. I'm glad you're here today. Today we're gonna learn to be build a beautiful landscape, and then like a squirrel runs up on his shoulder. That's why Bill's show didn't take off. Bill didn't have any squirrels. <laughs> I think you're right. There's no crazy wildlife aspect to the show. Is that is that Bob? Is that that's, what we got? That's what we got. That's Bob. So I don't know if 
I don't know how you feel about Bob at this point. I know. A I lot- mean, here's the thing. Here's the, like, Bill just sounds like he's bitter that people didn't like Bob, or people didn't like him. People like Bob more. Yeah. And and I don't think that necessarily means that Bob stole what he's doing. I just think it means that Bob knew his audience better, and just. I mean, just kind of marketed his himself. Like he not marketed himself, but I mean, like played his character better. You know? Yeah, maybe. And Bill was just like, "Hey, I'm a Russian who paints things." He was and really funny. Was I he watched funny? an episode today. He was pretty funny. And you a lot. Watch, you watched an episode today? Yeah. I figured I needed to know. No, that's fair. So I watched an episode while I ate lunch today, and it was. He was pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to understand some of the stuff he says. That's probably why he didn't take off. I'm just trying to think. Like, I just think. He had a show for ten years, though. I yeah, mean, like he it's did like, well. dude, he did okay. Yeah, but I think I don't know if PBS was as big of a deal yet. Mm, that could also be the thing. And, and there's a lot of factors that just play into it more mm-hmm. so that just Bob looks more likable. True, Bob does look better. You and what you said is true. He did look like Bill looked like the Penguin. <laughs> so people were already Bill, preconditioned to not like him. <laughs> Bill looks grumpy. He does. He does. And and I think that uh, people just connected with Bob Ross's character more, and that's why he took off. Not necessarily he stole stuff and was like, "I'm gonna do it." Because I mean, and that's the thing is like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, I'm sure that <coughs> if Bill could talk to Bob right now. If Bill, yeah, if Bill had one dying <laughs> wish to say to Bob, if if Bob didn't <laughs> die so suddenly, there's one thing we both know Bill would say to Bob. Fiddle off. Fiddle off. <laughs> <laughs>